hot summer day. We have refreshments. Hannah's, Hannah's got ice cream. And uh, we are hyped up because uh, we just got back from a very, very awesome time at the movies. Oh, yeah. So what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, all you wonderful peop people listening in? Welcome back to the General Geekery Podcast. Woo! Sorry, I wanted to make sure you didn't get, like, brain freeze or something. <laughs> well, I mean, I did, but that doesn't stop me from making noise. Fair. This is the podcast, of course, where we geek out about all that we love to geek out about with no remorse. No regrets. And with all of the enthusiasm in the world. Indeed. As always, we are your lovely hosts of this um, fun, chill little podcast. I am your resident coffee ninja by day, actor, gamer, and streamer by night, Donald Kaczynski. Joining me, as always, she is our resident artiste extraordinaire, dice slinger, magnificent, and our expert video game inept. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Hannah Kubiak. Hello there. You had you had to go off with that one. Fair. I did. I mean, it does kind of lead into like what we're talking about today. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are here to talk about the Disney Plus series Obi-Wan Kenobi. We are back with another Star Wars-centric episode, and we are in a very Star Wars... Very Star Wars mood, I must say. Mm -hmm. Um... The day that we're recording this podcast, um, we just got back from uh, a local movie theater that Hannah and I both live near. They're doing um, they're doing the original trilogy of Star Wars this month, mm -hmm. which neither Hannah or I have seen the original trilogy on the big screen. So, seemed like a good excuse to go see them. I mean, any any time is a good excuse to go see like a movie, but Star Wars specifically. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it was great. It was, uh, it, it's something that's been on my bucket list for years. And um, I've never been able to uh, go see it in theaters whenever it was in theaters, but <sighs> scratch that off the bucket list, and now I can't wait for Empire. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm truly excited about Empire. But it's interesting that we um, are talking about, um, about Kenobi today, because um, I think watching A New Hope uh, right at, like, like, the day after finishing watching Kenobi, as I did, because I always do everything at the last minute. I kind of um, did. I did, too, so we're yeah. both fresh on this. So um, it was interesting... Um, doing those back to back because even though it's like even though Kenobi is like a prequel thing it's not necessarily like like obviously they hadn't had like this kind of stuff all thought out when um, in A New Hope they had the uh, lightsaber duel between uh, Darth Vader and, and, and Obi-Wan and everything but um, it was interesting because I was like this is like it's like watching the continuation of the story, like right after I watched the, the like the most recent <laughs> occurrence in this in this saga, you know. So that was kind of cool, and I couldn't help but see like some some parallels with stuff that I thought was really interesting, and I don't know, just my my movie maker and storyteller brain was very happy. Firing on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes yeah makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh. Okay, so some backstory. Kenobi was one the Obi Wan Kenobi series was um, thought about as far back as like when like Mandalorian season two was announced. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was originally planned to be like a movie at one point, oh. which which they did bring. They were already planning on bringing back um, uh, um, the a lot of the actors from the prequel trilogy. Um, most notably, Ewan McGregor. I'm so glad he, they brought him back uh, as Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi and. Um, Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader, mm -hmm. and um, they brought back a lot of like the, a lot of the other actors. Like they brought back the um, the actors of uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru from the prequel trilogy, um, and several other. Bail Organa. Um, Bail Organa. Yep. Yep. Um, that, I, I found that to be an, I found that to be really nice. I'm like yes. <laughs> just just as, I was as shocked to see him and happy to see him in uh, Obi Wan Kenobi as I was when he was in Rogue One. Right. That was a good surprise. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot, and um, I, I don't know. I just I I love sort of s stories about like 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 hermits and stuff, people who go off into isolation and such. You know, like you know, I'm like. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Catholic. Those people who go off into the <laughs> desert are very near and dear to my heart. It's like, oh, yes, I go off into, into the desert and I am alone for years, you know. It's and time, then I am time for a pilgrimage. To hone my, my, to hone my spiritual skills and stuff. So, 
Um, although that's not really what Obi Wan was doing, but right, <laughs> he was well, kind of just hiding and for his life. But well, know. I mean, there were several reasons why he he was hiding in that blend specifically. But mm-hmm. um, bef- before we get to the series, like a lot of backs, there's some backstory before like the series was released. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, before Dave Filoni um, and many of the other uh, people that um, are like heading like this new generation of like Star Wars with all these different series like Bad Batch, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett um, came about um, and even before like the Clone Wars animated series all there was were the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy in terms of like on screen presence for Star Wars Uh, without counting like the numerous spin-off media from like video games, audio books, comics Mm-hmm. Everything like that. Don't forget the Christmas special. Oh, the, oh yeah, the Christmas special. <laughs> I made a reference to that while we were watching the movie, and Hannah looked at um, looked directly at me and said, "We don't talk about <laughs> we don't talk about that." <laughs> what is the what is the holiday called? Uh, the Star Wars holiday special. No, what is the holiday called? Earth Day. Happy Life Day. Happy Life Day. It's 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 officially canon do, thanks to Mandalorian's episode one. Oh right, yeah. So it's technically canon. But no, we so. don't talk about Life Day. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can talk about Life Day. We just don't talk about uh, Wookie's, um, uh, Chewie's extended family, a.k.a. his son, Itchy. Oh, man. It's Itchy, yeah. I believe Itchy is the son. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Uh... I lost my train of thought there for a okay. second. Okay. But, um... So, the original, like, the six episodes with, with the prequel trilogy and, of course, the original trilogy kind of laid out, like, a full-out story, and it left this big gap in between um, the time of the prequel trilogy and the time of the original trilogy. Yeah. A big gap to be explored. Yeah. Um, like, a 19-year gap, right? 19, 20 years? Something. Yeah, 19, 20 years, uh-huh. r- roughly. Roughly. That was meant to be explored. The only other series that really explored around that time frame in between was Rebels. For the yeah. most part. So, um, uh, now that um, Dave Filoni and crew have, like, taken over, um, like, expanding, like, the canon for Star Wars, um, and we've had all this different media um, released as of late, there was a lot of hype for Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And if you guys actually go back to um, the last Star Wars episode we had talking about Boba Fett, when we were talking with um, Evan Braun and Jennifer Foster's about, like, what our hopes were for... Uh, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I haven't actually gone back and listened to our um, uh, assumptions on that because I wanted to come into this completely yeah, fresh without like past bias. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't even remember what we talked about there. But yeah, I am just, I'm, I'm so happy that they got like uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen back because um, um, I feel like, I feel like Hayden Christensen gets a lot of flack for like the prequel movies, but. Like everybody, everybody. Yeah, did. exactly. But, but like, I feel like it was something that the the fandom really wanted was to like like see him in something again, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like, because a lot of it is the direct is was direction as well, you know. Because like I've seen him in other things and he's good. He's a good actor. And he even and like even in the prequel trilogy with episodes two and and especially yeah. episode three, he has a lot of great moments. Yeah, yeah, like. Uh, he, 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 he did what he could with what he had, basically. Exactly. Like so. the like the opera house scene, I think is like from episode three. I think it's like one of the best scenes from like the prequel trilogy. Um, the silent moment between uh, um, with him and the Jedi Temple and Padme, like in their home, where it's just like no talking and the, like it's just their emo- like emotive faces. Mm-hmm. I think that was like another great yeah. moment of like uh, uh, Christensen's acting. And we, the thing is. With Kenobi, we get to see Christensen in, like, two different lights, mm-hmm. as Vader and as, like, young Anakin. Pa- right. it, Padawan. Yeah, Padawan Anakin. Anakin. Ba- based on his haircut, because he With had the... With his little, uh, yeah, his little braid. Yeah, the, the, bra- <laughs> the braid of the Padawan. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was a really cool episode as well. When it was, like, the... Yeah, the one where, um, Obi-Wan was with all those, um refugees and they were under siege basically by Vader and his crew and it was sort of doing yeah. a little parallel between like um their their sort of duel that they had and how well Kenobi knows him and how he just like they're um he, basically he's like yeah no he's not patient enough for a siege um mm-hmm. he's just gonna try and like 
explode this place as quickly as possible, you know, because he, he won't want to wait, because he is uh, impetuous and rash and impatient. Um, and, yeah, I, I love that, the whole, yeah. Because you know that I am, a, I am a glutton for those kind of, like, character-building things. <laughs> uh, where you're like, oh my gosh, he knows him so well. He used to be his teacher, and now he's now he has to take him down, you know. Um, yeah, so I loved that that episode particularly, and um, let me think here. The do we wanna do we wanna talk about do we wanna talk about Leia? Little Leia. Oh yeah, we should probably because because this is technically like a uh, two person act. Well, yeah. Starting with the we're introduced to like our two main players in like the very first episode. Mm. One, um, of course, is Obi Wan, and we see him in a much different light in this first episode, mm. and it's this series in general. Then I think we get in the in, like all of the rest of the canon because when people th say the name Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah. like, whether you're thinking of young Obi-Wan as Ewan McGregor or um, Alec Guinness as mm -hmm. uh, the old, wiser Obi-Wan Kenobi, even um, James Arnold Taylor, Taylor voicing him in, like, uh, the extended media in mm -hmm. Clone Wars, um, you think of this, like, basically the poster child of what it means to be, like, a Jedi. Yeah, right, like, he... Yeah, like, like just... just... Always trusts in the always trusts in the force and trusts in like and knows what he has to do knows what the right thing to do is yeah. you know and I think that in this series and um, in Kenobi when you when you when they uh, show him in the very beginning when he's on Tatooine he's been there for a long time and like there's there's like he has this up there's this other young Jedi who's like doing good in the in the town and everything and and Obi Wan like just. Wants to help him to survive, but he just he can't because he has to stay and protect Luke. You know who's who's he's like nearby so that just in case, just in case Luke needs him basically. And there's like this it's like a bigger purpose kind of thing where it's like I like I really want to help you and I really want to be a Jedi and I know that you're telling me you're gonna tell me that I am. I am sort of turning my my back on my mission, basically, but you you don't understand. <laughs> I have another mission, and my mission requires me to stay alive. Well, not only that, but his mission to stay alive is honestly kind of a. We see it's not only he it's all in a, in a big way. It's true, like mm -hmm. he he's protecting one of the Skywalker twins, but. Mm -hmm. At the same time, he's kind of using it as a crutch because, as we see in that first episode, yeah. he's in a real rut. It, yeah, he's, yeah. He's closed off. Yeah. From the Force, like at the end of Episode Three, Yoda te apparently teaches um, Obi Wan how to communicate with his former master Qui Gon Jinn while he's in exile on Tatooine. Mm -hmm. But as we see, he can't contact. He him. can't. Yeah. He's. Yeah, just I guess too. Just. Too much, uh, too too much in despair. Uh, too just like mentally and emotionally crippled. PTSD. Yeah, by yeah, by just because yeah, that's 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 horrible. You know, like you have this whole, you you live through a war, and then and then your basically your your best friend, your student, your your son, basically. Just like becomes everything that you tried to teach you him. my brother action. Yeah, becomes everything that you tried to teach him not to be, and then um, he, yeah, he like basically destroyed destroyed your your home and the rest of your family, and then you had to kill him yourself. And then he goes off into the desert thinking that the job is done, and then he realizes that. Um, Anakin's not, yeah. Anakin's not dead. Which, well, which I <laughs> which really that that was ridiculous too when he like, that when the, when he first realized that this Darth Vader was Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> like yeah, and it's just just well, like the horror and kind of the horror. Well, to be <laughs> fair, um, in in the ten years that because. 
It's been ten years since the end of the Clone Wars at the time that this series takes place. Yeah. He's basically shut himself off on Tatooine. Like, mm -hmm. he hears whispers and stuff from, like, the Empire and stuff like that, but he believes that Darth Vader has been defeated because he... He knows that Anakin went by the name of Darth Vader because of, like, uh, everything that happened at the Jedi Temple in the Holocron. Um, oh, hologram sh showcase um, with Palpatine. Darth Vader. Yeah, but, yep. <laughs> okay. So, all of this, um, because they know his name is Vader, but oh. he doesn't know that he survived. He oh. never knew that he survived. Gotcha, and that he became this, uh, the, uh, yeah, the Sith Lord. And he, and the moment in episode two when um, uh, the fifth sister, um, yeah, eventually, uh, who is basically like the me leading antagonistic force yeah. in this series, um, what was her name? Reva. 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 Yeah. Reva. Reva. Whichever. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, confronts him and he's hiding. He's ready to engage her. Her and she drops the bombshell that Anakin Skywalker is alive. Mm -hmm. Specifically saying Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, it's like, how? Yeah. And yeah. And that's something that we'll leave, leave the uh, audience to discover is how she knows that. But We may go into spoiler territory, but we'll let people know spoilers when we get to that. But. Yeah, yeah. And we see that the guilt that he feels has been intensified because he's like, yeah. oh no. Yeah. You, all the, uh, he's now been in pain all these years. Yeah, about, yeah, but having... Yeah, having killed his friend, and then that his friend is still alive, and that's almost worse because of what is what Anakin has become. Yeah. Um, but and, and we get to see what he has become. The glimpse. Oh, the I so, Oh my gosh, the glimpse. Ah. Uh. <laughs> so to let audience, so to let our listeners know, if you haven't seen Kenobi yet, um, if you have seen the ending of Rogue One, a Star Wars story, specifically the Darth Vader scene at the end. Where that was possibly the one of the greatest on-screen representations of Vader, mm -hmm. we get more of that mm -hmm. in this show. Yeah. And yeah, the scary, <gasps> the scary Darth Vader walking down the hallway, just destroying people left and right without even using his lightsaber. Like there was that whole where he was fighting the fighting the fifth sister, and she's like coming at him with her lightsaber, just like all just just a big. A big ball of rage just coming at him, and he's not even using his lightsaber. He's yeah. just like he's just like dodge, step aside, use the force, shove her away. You know, it was like it was like oh my gosh, you're just toying with her. Oh gosh. yeah, the... like <laughs> oh so good, mm -hmm. so good. Yeah, and um, oh what was it? There was one more thing I was gonna say. Um, oh yeah, and then just the fact that. Yeah, Obi Wan like didn't use the Force at all. Like the first couple of episodes, like not like, like there, there was like one glimpse in like episode two, but you could tell it was taking its toll on him because mm -hmm. it, it was muscles that he had not used in so long. Yeah, was that um, was that when he and Leia were on the rooftops? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which speaking of which, <laughs> let's talk about little Leia. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. I have to bring up this comment um, that we did that we had with um, our, uh, the other people that we play uh, D and D with on um, Loaded mm -hmm. Dice Adventures because I think it was either Pat or uh, Tony. It was Pat. It was Pat who said it because he was talking about um, uh, like the early episodes of Kenobi and mentioned Leia specifically. Mm -hmm. um, supposedly, uh, both Leia and Luke are ten years old in this. Mm -hmm. We don't get to see much of Luke except for like the last episode. Yeah. But we get to see a lot of Leia. Leia is like one of the two central characters of this show, mm -hmm. and <laughs> that kid she carries it though. She carries it, and I can definitely see her as like the young version of who would be known as the space mom of the galaxy. Yeah, like oh, totally. Yeah. But is it just me, or does she seem younger than ten? Well, yeah, yeah, she does. She it's a, it's a stretch to say that she's that she's ten, but you know they even joke about it in there. I'm ten. Yeah. I'm, ten I'm ten. You don't sound like you're ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess I I didn't I didn't mind honestly because I think I think basically kids kids get older, you know. Yeah. Like if they're going to have like more series with her in it, like, um, she'll, uh, she'll grow into it. And also, 
I would rather have a kid who looks a little bit too young who's a, an excellent actor than a kid who's the right age who who isn't really isn't really there. Right. It's basically like the, it's the theater mindset that you have mm -hmm. to basically like suspend your disbelief like right. and all that. The only thing that took it out of it for me was uh, the moment like at in like one of like the second to last episodes or something like that when she's holding Kenobi's hand and he holds her hand back and you just see like how big his fingers are compared to hers. Yeah. His how big his fingers are compared to hers. I'm like, okay, that those are those are not that is not the bone structure of a ten year old. Yeah. That's kinda yeah. that kinda took me out of the moment for a second, but I'm like, just Donald, just shut shut up. Shut your <laughs> shut your brain off. Yeah. I know it's two in the morning, you're cranky, you're tired, just shut <laughs> up. Yeah. Yeah, but she she definitely had that kind of self assurance and that kind of sass that you see in um, um, in Carrie Fisher uh, in, in A New Hope. Yeah. And like, um, oh, somebody has to save our skins. <laughs> like that moment yeah. where that moment where um, whoever it was they were they were trying to get like the blast doors to open so they could fly the ship away and, yeah. they're, and they're like you know, go up into that vent you think I'm going to fit in that vent and she doesn't even say she, she'll do it she just like starts walking over she's like I'm going to need a ladder and you're like oh my gosh I'm like <laughs> yes yeah like okay and I'm like yep uh, yep that, that's our Leia that's yep. our Leia alright yeah and just the fact that, like, she says that. She's like, I'm gonna, I, like, like, I'm gonna need a ladder. And, and then, so many and then, people and accept... everyone's like, no, yeah, and everyone's like, and some other people are like, what, like, what's this kid saying? And Obi-Wan is like, well, I trust her, so, you know. Yeah. Like, she's a child, but she's, she's kind of, she's ahead of her time, uh, age-wise. It's like, um... And also, to the people, um, that I've heard, like, um, comment about this series that, like, she... Like, her vocabulary is, like, way too broad and everything like that for someone her age. She was raised by a senator. Mm -hmm. A person a person in power. A person with power and, like, nobility and stuff like that. Of course, of course she would have, like, a different, like, vocabulary than, like, your average 10-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And, um... Oh. <laughs> it just reminded me of this funny um, thing. And also seeing A New Hope reminded me of this. Um... <laughs> Basically, it was like, all right. So, when um, when Leia was nineteen, she was um, like smuggling the plans to the enemy space station um, right out from underneath the enemy's nose, uh, leading a rebellion. Basically, you are um, part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take and, her away. Yeah, basically, just you know, um, stray face lying to the Sith Lord about about um being about what kind of mission she's on and stuff just like yeah leading this rebellion and then you've got luke and he's sitting there he's got the little like plane things like yeah <laughs> you're like oh my gosh like could not be different to her these night two. and day yeah, doesn't exactly. even begin to twin day no wait, twin day and one night is uh -huh. basically the best description of that <laughs> yeah we're just like all right like Cause no, cause he was raised as a farm boy, and you know, right. like he's like he's skilled, but I wouldn't say that he's overly intelligent, you know. And actually, a funny thing about that, and I'm glad we saw this um, tonight when we saw it yeah. in New Hope. Well, the little plane thing. The, the, he played with like like Ankle Obi Wan Kenobi. He gave it that, to him. That, yeah, that was that was really that was oh. really nice. <laughs> that and also, um, we got um, the. The fact that we got to see more of Lars and uh, Baru in mm -hmm. Obi Wan and Owen and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Uncle Owen and uh, Aunt Baru. Mm -hmm. I, oh yeah. yeah, that's right. Lar uh, yeah, um, the Lars family. Oh um, man, like because you only get like a small amount of screen time with them, like mm -hmm. in both the original trilogy and in like, mm -hmm. of course, the prequel trilogy. But having that um, that um, kind of like juxtaposition with Kenobi, like in the time that they see each other because they only uh, Owen and Kenobi only have like two different interactions like throughout this six episode series but in those two interactions you you get the um the inner um uh, how they feel about each other mm -hmm. where their stances are and you will and it carries that weight all the way into um a new hope because yeah. the, the, the the scene in a new hope and uh when 
it's the dinner scene where uh, Lucas like talking with Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Uh, and, yes, the green milk scene. Yeah, and Owen's just dismissing like everything. Yeah, yeah. And watching Kenobi before that, and like seeing all that Owen is doing to protect um, mm-hmm. Luke and hiding the truth from him, and I see that, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I get um, it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely see it. Yeah, like like he's uh, like like he's your own. Like, he is my own. <laughs> I do have to say, like, the plot... <laughs> so, alright, um, before we go on with, like, too much, we yeah. do have to talk about one of the other ones. We have to talk about uh, the fifth sister, a.k.a. Reva. Oh, which, yeah. can I say, I'm so happy that we have the Inquisitors in yeah, live action yeah. from Rebels. <laughs> that was so nice. Who played them? I just... I, I, I swear some of them looked familiar, but it was, it was hard to tell. Because yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing the Inquisitors as well. I I kind of wondered when the uh, I, I kind of wondered when the when the High Inquisitor it, um, particularly was going to show up because like I remember the first time I watched Rebels and mm-hmm. like <laughs> I think maybe maybe because uh, he was voiced by oh what's his name um. Oh, the oh the Grand Inquisitor's voice. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, what was his name? The guy. Hold on, I'm I'm bringing it up. Bringing it up. Uh, anyway, uh, the guy who the guy who played Lucius Malfoy in Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. Yeah, he was voiced by Jason Isaacs and just had that sort of like that sort of sort of spidery smarminess, mm-hmm. you know. And he also just every time he showed up, it was like bad news, you know. Um, I think. The first, yeah, the first time I saw Rebels, I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, like, every time this person shows up, it's just like, what's gonna happen? Like, I, I so, mean, also, it's, so it's, it's Jason Isaacs. Yes, yeah, and like, no, like, every time he showed up, um, I, like, I would get really excited, because I was like, there's gonna be a lightsaber duel, and there's gonna have that propeller one, which, uh, was very interesting, um, but... I was also glad. I was also glad that we also got fifth brother in there. Like, yeah, oh, I love his designs so much. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. With his um, uh, you call it his his uh, his hat with the yeah. his really giant helmet. His um his overly sized uh, space fedora. Yeah. Let's call it that. The space fedora. Cat Cat Bane had a better fedora there. Huh. It, no no no. He had a Stetson. Yep. It's a huge huge cowboy. Oh man, ah, but uh, you did. Did you find the people or no? Um, I found. Um, uh, I found. I found one of them. I found the actor who did uh, the Grand Inquisitor ah, for uh, okay. Rupert Friend. Is... Okay, I do not recognize him right off the bat. Yep. Um. He, he he's done a lot more um. Uh, uh, short films. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So there's that. Um. The fifth brother, uh, uh, Sun Kang. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, man. What in the world? Oh! He was Han Lu in the Fast and the Furious series. Oh, okay. Okay, him I know. And then, uh, third sister, um, aka Reva, is, uh, Moses Ingram is the actress's name. Um, hmm. Okay. She's a, she's a she's a fairly newer one. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, she was in um. Uh, she was Lady Macduff in um. Uh, the, in one of the Coen Brothers um. Uh, oh, adaptation the of uh, the. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, she the was Den- the Denzel Washington. Yeah, the Mac. <gasps> yeah, that one. That version of Mackers. Oh wow! I still haven't seen that yet. I haven't either. Oh man. We might need to check that out later. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. But yes, very, uh, very, very exciting. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed this show for the most part. <laughs> Vivi, Vivian Lyra Blair is the name of the actress who portrayed Leia Organa in uh, Obi Wan. She's actually, actually, is ten years old she now. She is. Actually, oh, now she is. As of June fourth, twenty twenty two, she is ten years old. Aww. So she was around maybe eight, eight, nine ish yeah, around the okay. time of uh, uh, shooting so, and production. Yeah. So not, not much younger. Right. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> aw, yeah. But, um, I don't know. I just love it when the, when you see a good child actor, you know? 
You don't get you don't get you too don't, many of those. You don't get too many of them. Yeah. And oh, yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it was a it was a it was a delight. Like the only other thing that I've seen like good child actors in, like I mean, obviously Stranger Things, but then mm-hmm. that cast is primarily portrayed of like eighty percent like child actors. Mm-hmm. Was um, like Stephen King's It. Yeah, chapter, that was pretty like, good. Like the first chapter, and also a few of them were originally from Stranger Things. Yeah. So you know, yeah. um, <laughs> what's his uh, like? What's his name? I don't remember the uh, the character's name, but the one the one who's like, um, you are always getting us into trouble. We had to go here and here and now. I gotta kill this fucking clown. <laughs> Does that smell like caca to me, senor? <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, so good. And, um... What was I gonna say? But, um... <laughs> what did you think? What did I think of what? What you, you, you thought... Whenever you get that laugh, it's when you, um... Oh, no, it's because I said... I said, I said, but, um... And then I went, shh. <laughs> oh, I didn't even catch that. I <laughs> see. Yeah. So, oh. let's talk about, like, the main antagonistic force. Let's talk about the third sister, a.k.a. Reva. Mm-hmm. Now, this is someone new. This is someone we've never encountered before yeah. in the canon. A member of the Inquisitors, and it kind of ties back... Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert for those that have not seen Kenobi yet. Um, mm-hmm. Please skip this point if you have not seen Kenobi, and then come back if you have seen Kenobi. She kind of had the same sort of energy as um, Asajj Ventress, just a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of like... Really intense, really angry, you know, uh, kind of um, uh, Sith apprentice kind of vibes. Right. Like, there's, I don't know, there's a certain kind of energy that these Sith apprentices have where it's like, um, uh, like, like, there's something kind of unique about the, uh, I guess the the pressures upon them by their masters is like failure right. is not an option, and so you have to be you well have to specifically be Vader. Yeah, you have to be you have to be ruthless, and you have to be because yeah, he gave her an option. He was like, "You will solve this problem, and if you fail, I'm going to kill you, and if you succeed, you get to be Grand Inquisitor." And it's like, wow. You know? Yeah, and 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 then and then when it looks like that she's failed, and Vader comes in, and one of the few scenes where James Earl Jones as Darth Vader shouts. Mm-hmm. There are very few moments in all of Star Wars yeah. where Darth Vader and James Earl voice, um, Jones' voice... James Earl voice, yeah. <laughs> ...actually shouts in anger. Yeah. We saw one exa- one to two examples of it in like the beginning of New Hope. You are part but, of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. I want them alive! I want them alive! But, then when, but when he comes in... Um, uh, screaming and starts force choking her. Oh gosh, yeah, no, and then the fact that she also keeps her cool—it's like this is probably a normal Tuesday for her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It, but but it also kind of portrays like um, mm-hmm. the the very few times we see Vader shout. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, what's the old adage? The powerful have no need to shout. Yes, exactly. Like, what's what's more scary? Um, I say this to my my acting students all the time when they start to just like yell all of their lines. I'm like, what's scarier when you say I'm gonna kill you, or when you're like, I'm gonna kill you? <laughs> you know, it's like which is which is scarier? <laughs> That's actually a very good thing. It's like, that it's like yeah, the person who screams and shouts, they're gonna come at you with a baseball bat, but you'll see them coming. With a person who says it like really quietly. They're gonna cut your throat in your sleep, <laughs> and that's on a good day. Yeah, <laughs> you will never see them coming. Oh, the fun of being an actor, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yep, some man eater. But as so again, spoiler alert, guys. As mm-hmm. we find out, um, because th- this was a bit confusing, like upon like the first episode read through, is that at the beginning, we're sh- we're put right in the middle of Order sixty six at the Jedi Temple. And yeah. so we're thinking, like, wait, what's what? Yeah, what, what's Which, happening? That was, that was so sad. I think maybe it's, I think maybe it's because I've been a teacher for like almost a year now. But like, I, I think about that sometimes. Where I'm like, what would I do if, like, this building got attacked while I was here teaching? Like, what would I do? And um, so like that whole sequence where it's the, um, where it's that Jedi Master and she's trying to like usher her kids out into like to, to safety and then also fight off all of these um all of these and if i'm not mistaken i gotta go back and like check it out but i think it was like a continuous shot 
It seems, I think so. Yeah, and then the little kid, they're so little and like, they're like trying to run away. And yeah, with, with all the clone troopers just like blasting at them. All the clone troopers are blasting and then, at them and, and she's like. And then when she dies and like they're running away and the camera pans out and you just see the entire temple like just being attacked and people dying in flame while Palpatine's voice just keeps repeating mm -hmm. execute order 66. Oh, man. I'm, I was just, I was shell shocked. I'm like. That's a hell of a cold open! Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it's very good. And so, yeah, it, it, you kind of think... I mean, you, you kind of think, why did they start with that? You know, um, which you can kind of understand it, because that's sort of where, where, like, Anakin finally sort of made clear that he was legitimately, like, completely dark side, you know? And we don't get that until episode five when um, mm. Kenobi tries to reason with Reva mm -hmm. and he deduces that she was one of the younglings, the Padawans that was there the night of Order 66, where we actually get to see Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader killing younglings. Yep. Wow! Yep. I did not think that... You don't just you don't just see the little the little boy coming out and be like, hello, what's going on? And then the lightsaber. No, you're put in the middle of it. Like, yeah, it's exactly. hazy, but, you, but it still doesn't change the fact that you're put in the middle of it through Reva's perspective, and you're just like... This little cutie with her braids. And you're like, oh my gosh. Like, and you just, and you just see... Oh. oh, man. Yeah, and I loved her sort of character arc as well where basically <clears throat> I think so why why did she why did she go after Luke at the end was it to um <clears throat> was it was it to um was it like revenge on Vader like I'll kill his children you know and that'll be my that'll be my more revenge I'll be my justice yeah. yes more and or less there was yes that whole, there was that whole sequence where um, she is, yeah, she is, she's chasing after, after Luke, and she's gonna, um, she's gonna kill him, and then when she finally, like, he, like, he, like, um, like, falls down into this ravine, and he's just lying there, and she's, like, she's, like, looking at this little boy, and she's got her lightsaber, and she's, like, thinking about killing him, and she's, like, oh my gosh, like, you can see, like, through the cinematography, and how they went, like, flashing back and forth between, like, her and Anakin at Order 66 and everything, and you're like, and it's like, oh my gosh, here I am about to do exactly the same thing as him to kill younglings. Have, I, be, have I become Yeah, exactly. He's like, she, where, yeah, where she's like, oh my gosh, I'm like one swing of my lightsaber away from, like, yeah, from slaughtering younglings like he did. Um, Which ultimately she does not. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. Um, and no. the fact that, like, she, yeah, she, she, and even, even that didn't really help her to, f help her to, uh, I guess, fully accept the fact that she wasn't all and completely like him, you know? Yeah. Like, Obi-Wan tried to tell her that. He was like, he was like, you're not, you're not like him. You chose not to be, you know? And, um, that, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. It was... Oof. That last episode was mm -hmm. such a roller coaster ride. Oh gosh, yeah. Because you had that, and then <gasps> the f the fight between Obi Wan and Vader. Oh, oh. oh my gosh! Yes. Okay. I. Yeah, with all the stuff like like throwing rocks and things, and um... just Vader, especially the beginning of the fight, Vader using the Force to like. Manipulate the area around him and basically cause a collapse underneath Kenobi. I'm like, this, this is the Vader that I want. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Oh, and then to quote um, Kylo Ren from uh, Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, more, more, <laughs> more. <laughs> yeah. And okay, so yeah, and I, yeah, I love that, and just sort of like. Um, yeah, when Obi-Wan finally starts using the Force to its full potential again, like, I was like, I was like, there we go. Like, my that? man, my, it was like, oh yeah, my man, these Sor Sorosu wielders and their, 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 their sheer focus and power with the Force as well. Like, I, that might be the best Obi-Wan we've seen in a while. Mm -hmm. Like, since Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. 
I, 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 I don't count the Twin Suns duel because that wasn't really a force. No, it wasn't really a force. That, thing, that, was, a, that was a force duel. That was more of a battle of wit with lightsabers. So Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Like, whew, yeah. Oh, and then the ending monologue with the half-cut mask <laughs> yeah. with Cr- Christensen under heavy makeup under there. That was... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was and it kind perfect. of was flickering back and forth between, um, yeah, like like uh, like Hayden Christensen and again, and then the James yeah. Earl Jones voice with the other half of it. I found that modulation to be so good. It was so it was it was so creepy. <sighs> <laughs> and it actually kind of like ties off like things that people had irksome with like the uh, original trilogy was the fact that uh. So what I told you about Vader destroying your father was true from a certain point of view. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. because that was how Kenobi viewed it. Yeah. Like it what like yeah. what happened to me was not your fault. I was the one who killed Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. The same then, way that I will destroy you. Yeah. Then my friend is truly dead. Uh-huh. And he just And So one thing at at first, what I found irksome was that Kenobi basically left Vader and it's like you have him right there you can end this you can end this it's not it's not the way I think yeah. I think he already he was like probably you know what it was 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 like I already killed Anakin once and I can't do it again yeah like and also it's like this was sleep deprived Donald at the moment like thinking about yeah. it but <laughs> now the time has passed and I think about it more clearly that was never who Obi-Wan Oh, yeah, he wasn't really. He was. A, he was. A, he was a. He was a protector. He's not one yeah. who sucked sucked out for revenge. Sorosu, all yeah, the way. Sorosu. And striking down, <laughs> and striking down, Vader, like that. It wouldn't have been. It. It wouldn't have. It wouldn't. It would not have changed what happened. And yeah. because he was still in such a vulnerable point in his life, mm-hmm. where his belief in his mission was shaking. He kept having all these moments of like doubt about himself yeah. and how who he was as a Jedi. Yeah, he could have possibly turned to the dark side. Yeah, is how I interpreted it. Yeah, just the yeah the. Ooh. Which ties back into like what he told Reva on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Like you chose not to become him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think also parallels like. What Obi, what Kenobi was feeling like in those last few episodes, especially with the journey that he went on, because seeing how all these different people um, that are non-force users like helping the Jedi, and he's like, mm-hmm. "No, you you should not have to do this. Mm-hmm. You, do do not, I I am not worth protecting. Yo yeah. y'all are <laughs> worth protecting." Yeah, you know what it reminded me of is um, again I'm gonna get a little bit religious here. Um, go, go ahead. Religion but, and Star Wars, like, the parallels yeah, go hand yeah. in hand, so, so please. Um, the parallels have always existed for me in this. But, okay, so, there was a war in Mexico in, ni- in the 1920s called the Cristero War, where basically the government outlawed Catholicism and made all the, pri- like, they made all the priests leave the country, and no one was allowed to go to church, no one was allowed to, like, practice their religion at all, or anything. Mm-hmm. And this war was... So, this war was so infamous that in, like, schools in Mexico, children were not taught about it. Like, there were people who would come, like, from Mexico, they'd go to America, and they'd, you know, they'd, they'd uh, be talking to people, and they'd say, oh, yeah, like, like the, the Cristero War would come up, and they're like, what are you talking about, the Cristero War? Like, what mm-hmm. was that? But it, what it was, basically, was um, a bunch of, a bunch of Catholics started an army, to um, basically, um, like, fight the government for their for their right to practice their religion freely again, right. and there's this, um, and basically, like, like priests were told to leave the country, but a lot of them didn't. They just they they stayed, um, they stayed for the for the people, you know, and so they had like, um, they had church like, uh on, under underground in like catacombs, kind of like in ancient Rome as well. Right. Um, and like church in the catacombs, they um, people would smuggle the priests around, and they'd like make little little uh, compartments for them, like like uh, like smuggling compartments for mm-hmm. them, like in people's houses, like under the floorboards, um, uh, kind of yeah, 
kind of like Inglorious Bastards as well. <laughs> you have Jews on your floorboards. And um, <clears throat> so there was that the whole Cristero War thing. And there's a movie that was made um, a, like probably a decade ago now uh, called For Greater Glory, which was about this war. And there was this, there was this scene where this little Mexican boy who later became like part of the Cristero army, um, he was at the church when the, when the uh, parish priest who was from, from England, um, played by Peter O'Toole, when this guy was basically um, dragged out of his church, out onto the street, and like and, and shot, you know, and oh, um, Peter O'Toole. Yeah, and um, so that's um, that's what the sort of I guess the underground railroad for Jedi uh, reminded me of was like all of these people who they for these for these priests and what they represented, they were willing to risk death. And um, another movie, this actually connects. Because Adam Driver was in it. Um, <laughs> Adam Driver and um, and um, Andrew Garfield played these two priests from Portugal who went to Japan to minister to the um, like the, the Catholics there, and Catholicism was also illegal there. And there was there were literally scenes where basically the two of them. Um, the, the like the the village hid them in this shed, and there was this moment where somebody from the um, like from the empire or whatever came, and they were like, "We know that there are priests in this village, and you're going to give them to us now, or we're going to kill one of you every single hour." And so, like, there's this whole debate among between um, Adam Driver and um, Andrew Garfield about we should just go down there and turn ourselves in and let them kill us because they're killing like all these people who are giving up their giving up their lives yep. so that we can be safe and continue to um, continue to be there to care for their families like spiritually and like everything and it was so sad like <laughs> so that's what it reminded me of as well yeah. Was uh yeah, and oh, it was ridiculous. It was the movie was called Silence. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I was about to say why. Did, I, was, I was about to say why do I feel like I've heard that yeah. of this movie's yeah. existence? It That's... was so good. I cried so much. <laughs> well, well, I mean, considering the fact that both Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver are fantastic actors, mm -hmm. yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so yeah, it was oh yeah. And so and and saying that like this happened in Japan and everything like that, I'm like it was I can brutal. I was yeah. like I can probably think of like the point in history like where that probably took place. Yeah, they yeah there was a scene where they like they were like up in the mountains, uh, watching, um. As like three people from the village were like um, like uh, crucified, like and then the the the, the crosses like put into the ocean, uh, so then they were like the the waves were coming at them and like they basically suffocated and drowned. Like it was Dang. it was so dark, <laughs> but yeah, Ooh. just like the things that people will do for what they believe and like the incredible bravery but anyway no it's okay that kind of, that represents like a lot of like That's... what the rebellion stood for especially mm -hmm. like the introduction of uh the path in the kenobi mm -hmm. series and yeah. especially through uh the character tala mm -hmm. yeah oh man we didn't get too much so much time with her mm -hmm. but for the amount of time that we got wow that yeah. was great like a former um a still active member of the imperial uh, <sighs> uh the imperial army um Choosing a side of the rebellion because of what had happened and like what yeah, she witnessed. That was amazing. Yeah, and it it sh it show it shows that like there were people that were in like the military and not everyone that served the empire agreed with it. Yeah, it's yeah. something that's reflected upon like a lot of other like spinoff Star Wars media and exactly. audiobooks. Yeah, and I'm really glad that um, the creative team behind Star Wars right now is taking more from those kinds of stories in order to create more of a Mm. Not so much of a black and white kind of like universe as the movies came out to be at times. Yeah. But a bit more along the lines of like deep thinking, especially when it comes to like the non, um, the non gifted, like the the non force sensitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the normal people. Which. 
Yeah. Yes, I will absolutely explore more of like the universe from a non-force perspective. Yeah, yeah. Also, the one of my favorite moments in there was uh, when Kenobi was on uh, uh, Dioe in order trying to find. Uh, I think I think that was the name of the planet. Trying to find Leia, and uh, he comes across uh, the aged, drunken uh, clone tro- clone trooper. <laughs> spare, spare spare some credits for a veteran in need of some food. Oh, I, yeah. and, and you could just see that. Kenobi in Ewan McGregor's face. Disgust, frustration, and just sorrow. Yeah, because also, yeah, because it's like it wasn't all the clones. It wasn't their fault. They yeah. had it. They were like, they were mind controlled. Can you imagine if that was Commander Cody? Oh wow! If if they want that, if they want somehow want that extra step in order to show that that was Commander Cody. What if it was. Oh jeez. Oh. I I need to look back at that. Cody. <laughs> okay, I have one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so. Um, the, it really, it really touched me at the end, um, when, um, when Obi-Wan, um, and Leia talk before he leaves, and, um, yeah, he, cause she had, like, asked him, she had asked him, did you know my parents, and he had said, like, no, I, I didn't, you know, yeah. and then he tells her, yeah, I did, I did know your parents, and he, um, says something like, uh, uh, you are, like, you are, you are, uh, kind-hearted and, and, uh, and, and caring, and these are things that you, that you inherited from your mother. And then he also said, uh, something like, you are, you are, you are, you are passionate and forthright and something else. Yeah, and, forthright was like and, the big one that like, came up. Yeah, he's like, and these are, uh, these are... Traits that these you are gifts. From your father. These are gifts from your father. Yep. Um, and I just loved that because it would, it, it would have been so easy to, like, you know, like, like, um, like right. Baru says he, about Luke, he's got too much of his father in him, and Owen's like, "That's what I'm afraid of." It's like, you, if you tell a kid that they're just like their parents in all the bad ways, then that's that's what's going to come out in them, right? You know, is the bad stuff that you emphasize all the time. You yeah. know, like, like don't. Yeah, like, don't hammer into your children the bad legacies that they have. Like, tell them about the good legacies, because there's good in everybody. Right. Well, even if, yeah, even if they turn to the dark side, they started with some light. And that light can be passed on, even if your own light is extinguished. Well, I don't think that Owen actually knows that um, uh, Luke was Vader. Um, not Luke. Uh, Anakin was Vader because he was told by Obi-Wan that uh, Anakin died. Which, which Obi-Wan still believed at the time, and I don't think he told mm. o, um, Owen or Baru that information. Oh, wow. Now that I think about it. Huh, maybe. Yeah, maybe it was just like a, oh, yeah, like, her, his, uh, his father was, his father was a, a, a rebel and a risk taker and a warrior and got himself killed. Yeah. Kind of thing. Cool. Okay. But above all of that, um... Yeah, you you are right. Like the final message that like we are left with, like with Leia, mm-hmm. it builds perfectly into a new hope. But it also kind of gives like a new like um, layer mm-hmm. to the to the plea message that she made right. in New Hope. Oh, help me, Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Mm-hmm. So that adds like a new layer to, like to that to that scene from yeah. the original movie. Yeah, and also. Um, it kind of helps us um, move on and see how Obi-Wan conti- t- takes the step to the wise old man that mm-hmm. we see him in both Rebels and in the original movie. Yeah. As he moves out to the Junlin Wastes and uh, comes across Qui-Gon, which I have to say, wow, I can't believe they brought back Liam Neeson. Was <laughs> that good. was great. Yeah. yeah. What well, kept that, like, Yeah, that um, he was finally able to see him. He was finally ready to... Uh, he was finally ready finally to... Finally ready to move, I guess, move forward. I wasn't going to say move on, but move forward. What? Mm-hmm. That's probably the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much Kenobi. Yeah. Like, it's it's nothing that's probably... I don't want them to continue this. I think... 
a, sol- a solid six episode isolated like little mini series. Yeah, I think it's fine. It, yeah, it's fine just the way it is. Um, would I love to see more stuff from like Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen in this universe? Possibly, but we don't need it. Yeah, no, we don't need it. But I think from what we got from the six episodes, it's is closure. And some much-needed redemption from the actors who portrayed these classic characters in the prequel trilogy. Yeah. Especially given, like, a chance to, like, shine with people that know how to write for Star Wars and have a passion for it. Like, honestly, the dialogue between Obi-Wan and Anakin uh-huh. in the flashback duel might have might be some of, like, Anakin's best dialogue. It was good. I Yeah, that that's... Yeah, that was... That was one of my favorite episodes, like I said, was the going back and forth between their duel when he was a Padawan and then their sort of uh, duel during the the shortest siege of in the, in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But Perfect. So good. So that pretty much um, brings us to an end about our analysis on Kenobi. Um... I had more to say than I thought I would, but again, I always do. <laughs> well, I mean, seeing A New Hope again before, like, uh, recording this and, like, mm-hmm. having, like, these, like, new, like, lines that we get inter- mm-hmm. interlaced with it really helped uh, fire off the synapses in the brain. So that was yeah. more than uh, helpful for, for this. <laughs> we were originally going to record this episode before we went to go see um, uh, New Hope in uh, at, at, the, at the movies, but... Yeah. Um, Things worked out, so we had yeah. to see it. At, uh, we had to record this after seeing it, which we honestly not, we did not decide to record it after seeing it because I drank too much beer. We definitely didn't do that. Accident, accidents <laughs> happened, but overall, like I'm glad it worked out this way because I think we got a much more um uh, yeah layered and, and mm-hmm. uh, interesting conversation yep. about drawing these parallels. Yep. And when I'm I ex- when I when I tipsily texted you that there's probably gonna it's probably gonna be pretty cool to talk about Kenobi after seeing A New Hope, I was <laughs> I was only partially making excuses. Oh, I fay. Oh, oh Hannah, never change. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, guys, I think we can leave you off with that. Any final so. closing thoughts? Um. Not. No. Not All really. right. Just uh, remember, remember the uh, the strengths and the remember the light you have inherited. Mm-hmm. Quite. Guys, thank you so much for listening in. This has been episode 119 of General Geekery, a new Star Wars talk episode. I'm talking all about Obi Wan Kenobi. If you guys like what you have been listening to us, please make sure to give us a follow wherever podcasts can be found. We're on Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and if you guys want to listen to all the episodes in its chronological order, you can find the entire playlist available on our my YouTube channel at MA Red Productions. Click the link in the description to go just check all that out. If you guys want to support us and help us continue in all of our other projects, including the podcast... Uh, our Inepticon uh, Twitch series as well as other stuff uh, coming in the future please consider donating to either our Patreon or our Coffee page. Um, I have some ideas in store for when we reach like specific things for Patreon and Coffee. so uh, more news on that when we get to that yep. I really should be more attentive to the Patreon like I had this whole plan man we'll get on it Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get on it no worries yeah <laughs> also, if you guys uh, want to follow us, you can check us out on social media at Gen Geek Podcast on Twitter and at General Geekery on Instagram. You guys can check me out on social media at uh, Coffee Ninja Ryu at twitch.tv forward slash Coffee Ninja Ryu and Ryuzaki MK7 on Instagram. You can find Hannah out on Instagram at Pythian Legume as well as check out her DeviantArt. Um, no, not DeviantArt. What am I saying? DeviantArt. Yeah. DeviantArt? Yeah, yeah. Her DeviantArt page, um, the link of which is in the description of this episode. Yes, and you can also check us out. Just oh. saying out, saying it out loud will not clue you in on how to spell it at all. <laughs> and you guys, can, and you guys can also check us out on Loaded Dice Adventures Mondays and Wednesdays on Twitch.tv forward slash Loaded Dice Adventures, playing some D and D and rolling dice in the land of Avenaria in two different timelines. Yep, go check that out. <laughs> Once again, guys, thank you for joining us for General Geekery again, episode 119. For Hannah Kubiak, I'm Donald Kaczynski, and uh, until next time, guys, may the Force be with you. Always. And always remember to keep your geek on. Always.
Click, click. Click. There we go. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Do you think they'll know that that was just a spoon and a thermos? <laughs>